Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Magic Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Cohen, and as always, I am joined by the head coach of Magic Gaming, Jonah Edwards. And for the first time on this show, we welcome Magic Gaming rookie guard, DJ Bama. Thanks for hopping on, guys. Thanks. Appreciate it. So DJ, you know, last week before taking on Bucks Gaming in your first NBA 2K League action, what were your emotions like going into the first game? Were you more excited or nervous? And did it feel a little different than it normally does when you pick up the controller to play recreationally? Uh, I was more excited than anything. Uh, It just felt like just playing like a regular WR Pro-Am tournament or league or something like that uh, we're not playing like on stage or anything so it didn't it just felt like i was just playing online and just to piggyback off of that how pumped were you when your coach jonah told you you would be getting the star in each of the the week one series against both the bucks and the wizards uh definitely i was definitely excited about that uh in my first action in 2k league uh, i've been grinding the last two three years just try to get into the league and finally being able to play uh, an actual league game was definitely uh, exciting to get into. Jonah, talk about DJ's versatility. I know he had told me right after he was drafted that he has the capability of playing most positions and being effective in different roles. And I know that is something you raved about with him during the preseason. How does his broad game help you when you are preparing for opponents? Well, it, it, it helps immensely. Um, you know, specifically, I would say that the biggest thing is no matter what, I know that we're going to get defensive IQ from whatever position he's going to be at on the court. Um, he's a great defender for us. Uh, he, I think he completes our team defense really, really well. So no matter where he is, he's going to be playing elite defensively. Um, and and he's bounced around in scrimmages from anywhere from the one to the two to the three to the four. So, um, you know, I think that you, you should continue to expect to see him um, – you know, kind of be our, our, you know, our jack of all trades um, and kind of be placed wherever we need them and, and whatever, whatever is going to be best for the team to get the win that week. DJ, when did you realize that you were an elite 2K player? Like any other sport, it's tough sometimes to recognize how good we are on a wide scale because we only get to compete against so many people on a routine basis in whatever sport we're playing. But when did it hit? that you perhaps could be a professional at this? Um, well, when I first figured I was like good at 2K, it was probably early 2K17 when I, uh, I played against uh, the person who won the 2K16 250K tournament. In the and uh, I had like 30 or 40 points against him. That's when I started to realize I was like, all right, I'm actually okay at this game of 2K. But... Um, once the, they announced the 2K League, then I was like, okay, then I can. I think I'm actually good enough to play in this. And uh, I just had to wait my turn until season three, and I got my chance in the draft pool, and I got picked by the Orlando Magic. What's the number one thing you've learned so far being a professional in the NBA 2K League? Anything that's really stood out? Anything that you weren't aware of before you actually came aboard with the Magic? Uh, not really. Uh, this is basically what I expected. Uh, I didn't see anything like too crazy or nothing too unexpected. Let's uh briefly recap last week's action with this being a bye week for you guys. 
Uh, first, the Magic swept the Bucks. Uh, DJ Bama, you you came out big in Game One, scoring 18 points. Toxic also had a great game, finishing with 19. Uh, game Two, Reezy and DT were dominant uh, to finish off Milwaukee. Uh, two nights later, uh, you guys did lose a tough one to Wizards District Gaming. Uh, DT was terrific in both those games. You flirted with a triple-double in game one with 21 points, 17 rebounds, and nine assists. Jonah, what did you take away from both those series, and what have you guys been really working on during this bye week to prepare for next week's matchup with the Jazz? Yeah, so I would say from the from the first series, uh, what we took away is that we know we can be good. Um, we know we can win in a variety of ways, which is awesome to see. And I think something that we missed last year, um, I think a lot of times when we were down in games, we didn't have a lot of comeback wins, stuff like that, um, which you saw is changing already, uh, which is great. But, um, you know, is is to add on to that, though, too, about the first series, I think that we knew at the end of that Buck series that if we played the same way against the Wizards and we didn't improve in those two days that we were going to lose – um, because we didn't play very well. We still think we should have executed much better than we did, and we didn't, and that's okay. But uh, So we knew that going into the Wizards game, and we tried to improve and, and get a little better before going to that one. But, um, you know, we came out a little slow, and, um, you know, it is what it is. I think that, you know, we're, we're focused on Utah now next week, and, and, you know, obviously we have three games in six days next week. So, uh, you know, on Friday we play Utah, and then we turn around on Tuesday and Wednesday, and we have the Nets and Cavs, respectively. And I think that we're really focused on not just Utah, but also the the, the two games on the on the swing around because these are just an important stretch of games for us. These three games can really truly decide what where our season goes from here. Of course, you you want to win every game, but after a loss, are you someone who likes the idea of being able to have extra practice time before your next matchup, or would you prefer to play right away after a loss to basically forget about it? Yeah, I think this was an odd timing for a bye week for sure. Uh, but I actually think it can work in our favor. Um, obviously, the guys have to have to want to improve, have to want to you know um, improve in the shortcomings that, that we've that were shown obviously against Washington or against Milwaukee. So um, you know, but I think it's an opportunity for us as much as anything to kind of improve um, and right the ship. I mean, obviously we're one and one, so we're not you know we're we're okay. We we know where we stand. We have a, a, a pretty good self-awareness of where we're at, but I think still yet we we know how good we can be. We've seen us at our best, and I think that we all recognize this opportunity as, as one to, you know, get to that point um, or at least get get a little closer and get, get three big wins in the next, you know, week and a half here. I know you said before that you really like the best of three format. Now that you've had these two series to learn from it, do you still feel that way? Do you think the best of three is a great – option, especially moving forward, not just in the remote gameplay, maybe even when you guys return to the studio. I think so, definitely. I'm even, you know, as far as I'm concerned, Josh, I think that they should add in a pick band system on archetypes. I want as much flexibility as possible because I think that's what ultimately will make the game better. Um, but yeah, so I, I would say definitely we we love the best of three system. It gives us the ability to run a lineup, switch it up if needed, you know, things like that. So, um, you know, if, if, we, if at, the, at the end of game one, we saw something we didn't like in the lineup, we ran against this matchup, we maybe mis, misread a situation, we can just switch it for game two and then have a completely different basically group out there it will feel like because the play style is so vastly different so that's kind of the goal um and that's kind of where we're where we're aiming and you know obviously we we think that it's it's beneficial for us um as well as some other teams that have i think just smart groups of of players dj i know this is just your second week being in season 
Uh, but do you get the opportunity to scout it all and watch some of the other teams play to get an idea of what teams are running and how they are effective? So maybe that you can apply some of those details in your own game and basically just learn for future matchups. Uh, most definitely. Uh, <clears throat> uh, even like just when we play like scrams against people, like you can pick up little details on like just uh, like off ball player tendencies, lockdowns, point guards. Or even like I guess last night I was just watching 2K League games and just seeing like all these teams like how they're playing. It's, a lot of people play the same, but there are little tendencies you can pick up here and there from uh, each of these teams that you watch. Jonah, how intense do scrimmages get when you guys play against other teams? I know fans can't view it, but does it still get really testy just like it would if you guys were in studio or playing real competition? How uh, how ferocious can some of the comp- competition be when you're just playing a scrimmage, even though it doesn't count in the standings? These, these guys communicate with each other on a daily basis. So uh, playing for pride or things like that is definitely in play. Um, so I would say... Yes, they, they definitely can get ferocious and competitive at times. I think no question. Um, some guys really are really competitive and we have a couple of those on our team that no matter what they're doing in life, um, they want to win. And so when they're not winning and especially when they're not winning and they don't feel like they're improving and they aren't getting better towards their goal, they're going to be vocal about it. They they understand that, hey, you know, we want to get better. Our job is to, to be winners and and we have to do everything we can to get there. So Definitely, yes. Though they they uh, they can get a little a little um, testy at times, but also you know I think that's kind of what makes our league great is that these guys are like elite competitors in all fashions, not just you know in NBA two K or video games in general. Being a rookie DJ, is there someone that you've really leaned on for advice and encouragement so far on this team? I know other guys in the past have said Toxic has sort of been a guy that they turn to when they're looking for some level of encouragement or some extra input to figure out what they can do better. Uh, Is Toxic somebody that you've looked at for that kind of advice or have maybe some of the other veterans helped you in that process? Um, Toxic has been great, but like, uh, just like you said, everybody on our team has uh, just gave me the confidence to play my game. Like that's all they say. Like, play your game and the results will happen. So that's, that's basically it. They didn't have to do nothing crazy or anything like that. Just let me play my game and that's all I have to do. Jonah, let's uh, go around the league a little bit. Uh, last night, which was Wednesday, May 13th, this is being recorded the day after on Thursday, uh, there was an epic duel uh, that took place during the Mavs versus Lakers series. Not sure if you saw it, but... Uh, game three, uh, Sav for the Lakers had 46 points and Dimes, who I know you coached uh, with Dallas, had 42 for the Mavs. Dallas won that game. That was a crazy one. The Lakers led by eight with just under three minutes left. And then uh, the Mavs rallied and I believe it was Sherm who made a, a go-ahead three-pointer with 25 seconds left. Did you get a chance to uh, see that game, Jonah? Yes, I definitely watched that game. Um I'm really close with the Lakers head coach, Chris. Uh, so definitely watch all their games. Um, it was a great game. I thought that, uh, you know, obviously Dimes 
had a couple really big steals in the fourth quarter to get them to get them free points. Sherm had a big steal up the court as well to get them a free a free basket and to kind of just fight fight back from the deficit they had. So, uh, I mean, Sherm is a guy that yeah, obviously he hit that big three on the right wing to kind of ice the game there a little. And um, I mean, that was a big shot. That was not an easy play for him to make, especially because he didn't even have rhythm from the game. Like he had that was basically his like one of maybe five or six chances he got all game to work out and he was able to capitalize which is impressive what's up with the 76ers you know of course philly made the finals last year lost to the timberwolves but uh, they've continued to get blown out uh, early in the season they're now zero and three last night the warriors got the best of them also uh, as a side note uh, what a what a opening week for uh, the Knicks's rookie duck uh, he was phenomenal uh, in the uh, Knicks's sweep over the Heat, any thoughts uh, on those two series from last night? And you know, particularly the Sixers, I'm just kind of shocked that they have been able to get off to the start that most expected them to. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little shocked about Philly too. Um, you know, they've they've had a rough schedule. I think that's important context. I think the Toronto, Charlotte, uh, Golden State, all great great teams in this league. So I think it's going to be never tough or, or never easy. I mean, when you uh, when you play those three teams to start, but still, yet there, it doesn't get easier with with the t- uh, you know the Wolves uh, on Friday. So uh, they're going to have to be at their best. But uh, I mean, I'm a little surprised. I do think that it has a lot to do with the fact that they've just had some bad matchups. Uh, I think that anytime you have a super aggressive center against burn it's or steez it's going to be a little tough anytime you have super aggressive defenses against radiant it's probably going to be a little tough so that's kind of what they faced and i think that's that's probably as much of it as anything as well as not being in the studio i think that can hurt teams like like i mentioned the blazers or the sixers teams that are veterans that have groups of veterans that that understand the stage environment and yeah, the Knicks, the Knicks Heat game uh, was interesting. I think that the Knicks, we we aren't sure how good they are yet. We're going to see uh, maybe even tonight against Milwaukee when they play them to kind of. That's I think that's a, a much better test for them. Uh, but Miami is in trouble. I think at zero and four, and and um, I mean I don't know kind of how they write the ship, but I think that no question they're they're definitely in trouble down there. Yeah, I know we talked about it a little bit last week when comparing JBM, who you guys went up against. Uh, who's the number one pick for the Wizards in the 2020 draft? And you know, I asked DT who he would take uh, if he was the GM of Washington. He agreed with the decision and would have also taken JBM. But do you think Duck should have also been considered for the number one pick? I mean, it just seems like they are different, but their skill sets could be favorable depending on matchups. Yeah, there's a lot of um posturing i want to say that happens pre-draft that i think most folks are unaware of that you know players will mention to organizations they have preferences of where they go kind of like what happens even on the nba side at times uh you know obviously most recently i would think of the lonzo ball thing where it was like i'm only going to work out for the lakers and i don't care if another team wants to take me because i want to go to la so um yeah, so it's a bit of that as well, but I would say they. I think the duck was in contention, though. I think they had a list of four or five guys, and he was on it. Um, but you know, I, I don't think that they they chose wrong. I think it just was choose your pick, and they're both great options. So I mean, you saw last night, Duck has moments and can have moments of greatness as well as JBM has had in his first couple weeks here as well. What do you uh, know about the Jazz? Uh, I know they haven't played yet this season their first matchup actually will be the day before you play them they play against the heat on that thursday which is may 21st they bring back three of their players from last year uh yeah i compete uh, lottie and ria 
And then with their 10th overall pick in the 2020 draft, they took a point guard splashy. Uh, what's your take on them, even though they haven't played a game yet? Do you have any kind of read on the style that they play and what their strengths are? Yeah, I, I would say for sure. Um, they they shoot the ball. Uh, Lottie's a shooter, um, always has been in his career, as well as Splashy. Uh, pretty much always has been a shooter as well. So they're going to get threes up, I think, no question. Um, Rhea is one of the, if not the best centers in the NBA 2K league. So he's going to be a challenge for us, no matter what way you spin it there. Um, so I think that that's kind of where our heads are at right now is, is trying to answer, answer Rhea's presence as well as, uh, making sure we're prepared to guard, you know, uh, two, two solid shooters on, on each wing. DJ, how well do you know any of Utah's players? You know, obviously aside from splashy, uh, get out of my level and Lord Bezos were also taken in the 2020 draft, the same draft you were selected by the Magic. Do you have any relationships or friendships with any of these guys? Um, I'm pretty cool with uh, get on my level and uh, that self-taught team. But uh, the Utah team, uh, they're just, I mean, I don't really know too much about them besides I played Splash and pre-draft and uh but everybody else, like most of those players are Xbox players, so I don't really see them too much. But I just know they're a great team, and we're going to have to make a lot of adjustments to get ready for this season. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for the insight, guys. That's a, about all the time we have for this episode. Uh, once again, the Magic are currently on a bye week, uh, but they return to action next Friday, which is May 22nd, against Jazz Gaming. It'll be at 7 p.m. That's when the series starts. And you can catch all the action on the NBA 2K League's Twitch and YouTube channels. So once again, thanks so much to Jonah and DJ, and we'll catch you next time.